Hi, welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. Uh, my intrepid sidekick, Jim Tobin, is uh, in the middle of his uh, two-week summer vacation, a well-deserved vacation, and I hope that he is relaxing and going to get back uh, invigorated and ready to uh, get us through the end of uh, 2020. God knows we need all the help we can get. Well, let me tell you something that's very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. It is very clear that Rob Dietz and his economic forecast were absolutely accurate. As it stands right now, home building is clearly leading the economic recovery. Builder confidence, our HMI as it were, uh, matched a record high last week due to low interest rates, the huge shift from people out of urban areas into suburban areas, uh, and the demographic needs to add more homes. Single family starts will be down somewhat this year, but setting up for really, really good growth in 2021. Uh, and remodeling has expanded and will be up this year. And that makes perfect sense. More people are spending time at home. Uh, they want to make their immediate surroundings uh, more comfortable and more efficient for them. So the remodeling sector is, is going great guns as well. Unfortunately, multifamily is not seeing this kind of a bounce back. It's probably going to take a little more than two years for our multifamily sector to get back to, to where we need them to be. All in all, it will take less than two years for the entire residential construction sector to get back to the top of where we were going prior to the COVID recession. And if you contrast that with the non-residential sector, it's a really pretty picture as we expect that the non-residential sector could take uh, up to five years to get back to a pre-COVID pace of, of activity. But there are headwinds, and I've been hearing about it from builders and EOs for the past few months, uh, and we're trying to do something about it, and that is lumber. The lumber prices are completely out of control compared to five days ago. Five days ago, lumber prices were about $17,000 for an average house. Today, they're $30,000, almost $30,500. That is untenable. So what have we done? As all of you know, if you're members of NAHB, uh, we sent out a grassroots alert. We're asking all of our members to reach out to their members of Congress, have them urge the administration to take action immediately to increase harvesting on our national forests, and just as importantly, to ask the administration immediately to reach out to the timber companies and get them back to full production. No one can complain about the timber companies uh, cutting staff and cutting production when the entire economy was shut down. And in fact, probably no one can really fault them for not anticipating that housing would come back as strong as it has. But at this point in time, if the timber companies don't increase production, what they're aiding to is this continued slowdown in the economy. To me, it seems almost unpatriotic that they would not want to keep production up as quickly as they can so the construction can get and keep on top of the economy. So we're urging that. And then finally, uh, and this is a longer term uh, outcome, but finally we're asking the administration to get back to the table and sit down with, uh, with the Canadians and get a permanent deal on uh, the Canadian lumber tariffs. We need to take care of those three things if we want the economy to continue to grow. So we carried that message last week. Uh, Lake Colson, Rob Dietz and I participated in a conference call uh, with the staff leadership of the National Economic Council. You all have seen Larry Kudlow on TV. He's the president's chief economic advisor. These are the two guys that report directly to Larry Kudlow. 
And it was, it was interesting because it's very difficult to, to give them the numbers of our uh, HMI, give them the numbers of construction starts, and at the same time, complain to them that we need help. But the case that we made was simple. Uh, right now, we are uh, moving forward because of the unbelievable demand. But as we go later into the summer, if lumber prices don't come down, if lumber availability doesn't become more reliable, right around the end of October, the 1st of November, pretty important dates uh, for America this year, right around then, you are going to see the housing sector collapsing on itself. That's the message that we brought forward to them. We asked them to talk to Mr. Kudlow. We asked them to talk to the president. And we asked them to see if they could get Secretary Ross, who was very helpful to us uh, two years ago uh, during a similar situation, uh, to take a phone call from our leadership and, and, and talk uh, to us about this situation and see if we can engage him. So we're working the lumber issue really, really hard right now. And we will see uh, what we can get done as quickly as possible. Obviously, nothing is going to happen this week. Uh, and the reason for that is we are right now at the very beginning of the Republican National Convention. On the heels of last week's Democratic Convention, uh, the Republicans are going to try and, uh, and see if they can retake the spotlight. I'll have a, a, a review of the Democratic National Convention next week when I can banter more with Jim because he and I often disagree on these things and, and take great pleasure in doing so publicly with you guys listening. But on the terms of, of the one comment I will make is, traditionally, after a nominating convention, that party's candidate sees a very large boost in the polls. Now, it's often a short-lived boost, but the boost is, is there almost every time. Interestingly, this year, uh, Vice President Biden, now the official Democrat nominee, did not see that kind of a boost. I don't know what that portends, uh, but we shall see. Now, this week uh, in the Republican convention, uh, we were told just last night that the president will speak every day of the convention. That is unprecedented. Generally speaking, there is a buildup over the course of the week uh, with keynote speakers every night, high-level supporters of the presumptive nominee, uh, a lot of celebrations and partying and hoopla that goes along with it. And the crescendo that comes on the night of the nomination is the candidate's acceptance speech. This president is seeing it as an opportunity, rather, to put his ideas, his views, and his personality and his candidacy right at the forefront of the convention and put it and leave it there for the entire course of the week. So we'll see how that plays out. It's going to be very interesting. I can tell you, as someone who attended many of these conventions for both parties in the past, it seems a, a lot less fun than they used to be. But they're still getting the business done, and we'll see what happens uh, at the end of the Republican convention. Now, as I mentioned about a candidate getting a bump, traditionally after this convention, this candidate will get a bump as well. So as Vice President Biden didn't get a, a bump right after his nomination, we'll see what happens with President Trump at the end of this week. Another interesting piece of news came out of the White House late last night, and that is that long-term presidential advisor Kellyanne Conway, who was instrumental in the president's campaign uh, in 2016 and who has been in the White House uh, as one of his messengers, and by messenger I mean not someone who carries messages, but someone who helps shape his messages for the entire first term, has announced that she's leaving the White House. That wouldn't have been a surprise to me if she said she was leaving the White House and going to the campaign. 
but the announcement was that she's leaving the White House and going to spend more time with her family. So it'll be interesting to see the impact of her departure. Uh, she has been a huge personality and a very, very significant confidant of the president going forward. Uh, so we'll see how that all plays out as well as, as, we, as we move forward. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I will say thank you for listening in. Uh, Jim Tobin, wherever you may be in vacation land, I, I hope you're relaxing. Get back here soon. We miss you. I look forward to talking to everybody again on the next uh, installment of Housing Developments. Take care. Thank you.